This episode of The Productivity Show is brought to you by TPS Plus, the premium version of The Productivity Show where you get each episode a week before anyone else, you get great bonuses, and with no ads. And yes, we recognize the irony of saying that in an ad. Find out more at theproductivityshow.com forward slash plus. Welcome to The Productivity Show, a podcast by Asian Efficiency to help you maximize your productivity so you can get everything done without having to sacrifice your health, family, and things that matter to you. We've helped tens of thousands of people save time, be happier, and become more productive. Nowadays, many of us have the option to work remotely and to work from home. This opens a whole new world of possibilities. While used to be reserved for digital nomads, people like you and me can now work from anywhere in the world and still get stuff done. That's what we call a workation. You get work done while enjoying some vacation time as well. In this episode, we'll give you three tips to make your first workation a great success and a few pitfalls that you must avoid. You can find links to everything that we share in the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com slash 367. And now, on with the show. All right, we are back for another episode of The Productivity Show. Hello, everyone. This is Tam Pham, founder and CEO of Asian Efficiency, where we help people become more productive at work and in life. And today I'm joined with my co-host, Brooks Duncan. How are you today, Brooks? Uh, I'm great. It's funny how sometimes you do something for a long time, and then you learn there is a word for those things that you are doing. <laughs> and that's the case for this episode. So I'm really looking forward to unpacking this topic in particular. I feel like that's how I felt when uh, when we were talking about habit stacking. It's something I've always done for so long. And then there was like a term for it. And I go, oh, see, that's that's like a real thing. Uh, I'm not crazy or I'm actually pretty smart, uh, depending how you look at it. But uh, today we're going to be talking about workations. So if you're wondering what a workation is, uh, this episode is going to be right for you. But uh, before we start diving into today's content, one of the things we always like to do is share some of our favorite resources. So... Uh, the first one that I have for you here today is a website or an app called speedtest.net. Um, now, as the name kind of implies, you can kind of test the internet connection that you have and how fast it is, both downloading and uploading. So this comes in handy if you want to test, like, let's say you're at a hotel or at an Airbnb or you're at a coffee shop and you're trying to figure out, like, can I actually do Zoom calls from this place or should I go somewhere else? And this is especially important when you are planning to do a workation. So I want to make sure I put that in here, speedtest.net, both it's an app and a website. And number two, speaking of workations, you probably are going to be flying somewhere. And if you're thinking about oh, where should I go, uh, I highly recommend using Google Flights as your way of searching for flights. And a cool trick that I like to use in there, and that's kind of like my second thing here, is in the destination field, you would type in North America. Now, assuming you live in North America, right? So I live here in Austin, Texas, and if I want to figure out where to go and I want to get creative, I'll just type in North America, and it'll show me all sorts of flights and prices to all these different destinations. It's a fun way to kind of discover new places. And then the third resource I would recommend here, especially if you are going somewhere else and you want to have like your favorite snacks and your foods and your, your daily supplements with you, uh, using something like Instacart, which is an online grocery delivery service, is extremely helpful. So that way you can stick to your own meal plan or your, your fitness goals 
Um, and I use this all the time, so especially when I go to new cities. So go check out instacart.com. We'll have all the links here in the show notes as well. So don't worry if you miss something. Just go to theproductivityshow.com slash 367. Uh, Brooks, let's talk about workations here. Um, who is this episode really useful for? This episode is for people who maybe you're finally able to travel like you haven't been able to for a while, uh, but you it's hard to get away from work, so you want some way to combine those. Or maybe you want to shake things up. Maybe you want to try living and working from a different location. Maybe you want to move there someday or try like the digital nomad life. You're not really ready to commit yet. You want to try it out. So a workation is a great way to do that. Or maybe you don't have any immediate plans to go anywhere, do a workation, but you like that concept and you want to learn how to do a workation right. And when the time comes, you'll be ready to put this stuff into practice. So anybody who is interested in this combination of work and travel, this episode is for you. Uh, now in our next week's episode, just want to give a, a preview to that. We're going to be talking about how to have energy at the end of the day. So by the end of your workday or whatever the end of the day means for you to still be energetic and still be able to do the things you want to do. We're going to share some tips for that in next week's episode. Uh, now, Tan, we've said the word workation a number of times. Uh, maybe you can break down what a workation actually is, since I know you've taken a number of them. Yeah, so it's a combination of two words, work, vacation. And if you combine them, you have workation. So it's the whole idea of traveling for about a day or longer outside of your home, but you're actually doing it with the intention of working. And the kind of like the side benefit of doing this is that you tend to enjoy vacation a little bit when you're done with working as well, right? So an example of this would be, I live in Austin, Texas. Uh, I work kind of like Monday through Friday here at Asian Efficiency. And I could decide, you know what? Um, on Thursday night, I'm going to fly to let's just say Chicago, which is a really quick flight, about an hour and 45 minutes. And then on Friday, I'm going to be working on the business and working at the quote unquote remote office, but I'm going to be actually in Chicago, but I'll have the same time that I'll be online because it's the same time zone as well, which is very helpful, not required, but it is very helpful, right? And people know that, you know, they can expect me to be on all the meetings and so on. It's just, I'm physically in a different location. And once work is done, then I can kind of go out and play. And th that would be kind of like the vacation part of it, right? So when you can combine work and vacation in that way, some people call it a workation. And this, I think, became really popular when COVID hit because a lot of people had to transition to working from home, right? Especially if you worked in the industry that traditionally wasn't used to having remote meetings or doing stuff from home. I think that pandemic really pushed us to accelerate that process of moving towards remote work and working from home and so on. And so a lot of people were then in a situation where, you know what, I actually don't have to pay this expensive rent. You know, instead of you know paying for thousands of dollars here in San Fran, I'm just going to go to a different city every few days and, and kind of work where I'm at, right? And so this became super popular. And uh, we kind of want to help you if you're in that situation or thinking about doing this to kind of avoid some pitfalls. Yeah. And it's funny, we didn't really plan it this way, but Tan, both you and I have done a number of workations, uh, but very different types. So mine tend to be the more shorter 
tactical workation. So uh, it's like going for a few days or up to a week to a local city in my province or, or somewhere in the area. I've done it back when international travel was able to. I've done it in the United States as well. And a lot of times I maybe I'm working, but my family's off or I'm kind of doing a little retreat or something like that. And doing it, those short tactical ones were great because my work schedule didn't interfere with their vacation. They, they could still have fun uh, while I was working. Uh, and then maybe I would join in for vacation partway through. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, and I've done things like even record podcasts while I've been uh, traveling in different places, one from a hotel room and one from a co-working space at the town we were staying at. And we're going to talk about all that as well. But mine have been the more short tactical ones combined often with family vacations. Uh, but I know yours have been a little longer, <laughs> sometimes weeks or even months, I think. Uh, so maybe you can tell us a little bit about the workations that you've taken. My philosophy is a little bit different from yours in that sense, because typically when I do shorter trips, I like to use it as a vacation, right? So I like to be able to disconnect and not do anything. And uh, typically when I go on extended stays, let's say longer than a week, then I will do kind of like the workation thing. So I will then work in the daytime usually or nighttime, depending where I'm at in the world, uh, so that I'm in still in sync with everyone on the team. But then I will be just physically in a different location. I will typically only do that twice a year, which is usually during the summers. Uh, usually during the summers, I like to be in Europe. And uh, sometimes in the winters, I'll go to Asia or some other continents. Uh, and that's typically when I do my workations, really just for extended stays. Uh, if it's like five days or less, uh, Monday through Friday, when I go somewhere, I'll just typically take that time off and just be disconnected. But then, you know, what typically happens is I'll be super busy leading up to that week, making sure everything is done so that I don't have to, you know, check in at work during that time. I'm glad you brought up vacations because somebody listening to this podcast, especially who's been listening for a while, might think to themselves like, the productivity show, Tanner Brooks, like, these guys always talk about the T framework, you know, time, energy, and attention. And whenever we talk about energy, we're usually saying like how important it is to have downtime, how important it is to unplug and recharge, like you said. Like, isn't it better to take a vacation? Like, doesn't a workation completely go against what we've said in the past? What are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you think you should be like replacing vacations with workations or, or what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, I think that's a fair point. And what I would say to that is it doesn't replace it. It's just these two things can coexist, right? So you can do a workation. You can also do a vacation and you can do a combination of both, right? And it doesn't cancel each other out. Like you like to do workations where you like to do shorter trips and work and then have the ability to say, you know what, I'm going to work for five, six, seven, eight hours or whatever in a day. And then the rest of the time I'm going to spend time with your family, right? And you get to kind of have the best of both worlds in a way. Like you get to travel, you get to be in a different destination, you get to do the work that you enjoy doing. And then once work is over, you can kind of do the vacation part. Uh, and if that is good enough for you to kind of like disconnect and feel re-energized, hey, kudos to you, right? Uh, I'm more of a person who likes to be able to do both, right? Sometimes I'll do workations uh, because I like to travel, but I also like to be productive, right? And some trips are more about adventure. Like uh, some trips I go and I 
can completely disconnect for a few days so I can be fully immersed in the new country or in the new environment, learn the local culture, do all these different adventures, right? If I want to go parasailing, for example, I don't want to be worrying about, oh, no, I have to be back in 45 minutes to do this, you know, five-minute huddle. Like, that wouldn't make for a fun trip, right? So you kind of have to be very strategic in how you use them. So I wouldn't say that they replace them necessarily. They can definitely coexist. Just knowing that you are intentional about them, right? So when I'm disconnected for a few days, like I know I'm doing this to recharge. But if I'm doing a workation, a workation for me is not usually about recharging or trying to like re-motivate myself or anything like that. It's more about, I would still want to be productive and get stuff done. I just, just don't happen to be at home. Yeah, I think that's a really important point that a, a workation doesn't replace a vacation and it's still really, really important to take those vacations. Like, for example, you know, I did talk about mixing it, but there are also other trips where it's pure vacation. I'm taking one pretty soon. I'm going to be completely unplugged. There isn't even cell service. Uh, so those are still really, really important. But having the ability to do a workation just opens up a lot of options. Uh, so we want to help you do that. We want to help you open up some of these options. We're, we're going to do three ways to do a workation the right way. Uh, so Tan, why don't you start us off with tip number one? What is the what is the first thing you should do when you're planning a workation or at least thinking about it? Yeah, so if you're in this situation where you're like brand new to this whole concept and you're thinking about, oh yeah, I should really do this, the first thing you should do is to make a case for a workation. And so if you're in a setting where you have a boss, you're in a corporate world. Uh, you probably have to have a discussion first with your employer to to see if this is actually something that they allow you to do, right? Um, what I don't want you to do is just go ahead and do it and then be reprimanded later for it because that's usually not a good look, right? And so this is something that you'll have to take into consideration. Other situations might be you might have a family, right? And if that is you, you might have to convince them as well. Like, hey, let's go on a workation for a few days, right? And they have to be convinced about that as well. Or for some people, they, they actually want to do it so much that you don't really have to convince them. But at least you should have that discussion. And I know for you, Brooks, uh, you've done a lot of workations both at AE and beforehand. Uh, how did that kind of work out for you? It all worked out really well. Uh, when you're convincing a, a boss, uh, the, the key thing you need to do, in my opinion, is to make clear that you're going to be hitting all your deliverables and you, you have a communications plan. And we're going to talk about that in a bit and that the work part is prioritized. I think uh, maybe you can uh, maybe you can speak to this more, Tan, but I think as a boss, what you don't want is somebody coming to you and, and you getting the feeling like they're just trying to be able to like sit at the pool all day and maybe like do some stuff like you, you want to make it clear to the person you're asking about this workation that this is a work trip. It just happens to be, like we've been saying, in a different location. Uh, and you want to show that you've planned ahead for objections. So, uh, you know, the person who you're asking permission from is probably going to have questions about connectivity, concerns about work schedule and working with others, concerns about security, maybe depending on what you're doing. So the more you think ahead and plan for those objections, the better answer you're going to have when when going to them. Uh, you also want to be kind of sensitive about timing. 
So, uh, Tan, I know if I came to you, I mean, we're in a bit of a weird situation in that we're a remote company. So theoretically, a workation wouldn't make too much of a difference other than timing. But uh, if I came to you and said, my schedule is going to be a little dodgy and it's maybe in the middle of a launch or maybe uh, if you're in a finance role, maybe at quarter end financial time or something like that, it's going to be too much for your boss's risk reward analysis. They're going to they're going to think of it that there could be things to go wrong and those are not the right time. So you want to be picking the right time to be planning this workation. Um, also, and you actually gave a good example of this before, is you want to look ahead to the projects and the deliverables that might fall during your workation. Like, are there ways that you can maybe grind and like short-term pain for long-term gain, like get a bunch of stuff done before you go, which will make it more possible for you to leave? Um, now, I have a question for you, Tan. As a boss, a lot of advice out there about workation says that you should go to your boss and promote the benefits to yourself and the company about, oh, I would be happier, I would be more productive if I did a workation. I don't know, like I'm not a, a boss, so to speak, but I'm a little skeptical that this will work a lot of the times. <laughs> um, what is your thinking on that? Like people promoting the benefits to themselves uh, versus the, the company? Well, if you think about persuasion 101, right, what, what is the essence of persuasion? You're trying to convince someone of a certain belief or, you know, outcome that is beneficial ideally for them, right? So if you're a good salesperson, you know, it's not really about you. It's really about them. Like it's their problems, their challenges, their solutions that they're seeking. So I think if you came to me and all you said, Brooks, is, hey, I want to do this because it would make me happier at work and so on. Like, yes. Uh, I want you to be happy, Brooks. Don't get me wrong, right? But I'm also thinking about like the bigger picture, like what happens to the team, what happens to the company, what happens to me, and so on, right? Like I have a lot of things to think about as well. And so you can always rephrase it, right? And saying like if happiness is really that important to you, you could say, hey, Tan, I, uh, I'm thinking about doing this workation. Um, I think it would be really beneficial for the company to kind of like allow people to work remotely sometimes and kind of see if we can be just as productive, especially since we are a productivity company. We always want to try new experiments and see, you know, if we can push the edge. And I think this would be a really fun experiment, right? And then maybe we can blog about it or maybe we can do a podcast about it and kind of see how that goes. And then I go, oh yeah, that's actually really good content. And that's a great idea. Uh, let's go ahead and do that, right? So at the end of the day, you still get what you want, which is the workation. But I also see now that the uh, you know, the boss here in this case can see that there's something in it for them as well, right? So when you're trying to make that pitch, think about it as if you were them, like what do they care about? Because that's at the end of the day, the most important thing to them. This episode of The Productivity Show is brought to you by TPS Plus, the premium version of The Productivity Show where you get access to each episode a week before anyone else and with absolutely no ads. There's also special bonuses, Ask Us Anything Q&A episodes, live streams, and so much more. Now, we love doing the productivity show and we love our sponsors, but hey, we're a productivity podcast. Many listeners have asked if they can be more efficient and just support the show directly. Well, now you can with TPS Plus. If you become a TPS Plus member, aside from our undying gratitude for supporting the show, of course, you get ad-free episodes every Productive Monday. You get early access. You'll receive the episode a week before anyone else. You have access to a private live stream where we record the episode in front of you and we hang out after to answer your questions, get suggestions, that sort of thing. 
you can access our private episode show notes. These are the notes we use to record each episode, and you can see what we had in there, you can see what did make it into the episode, you can see what didn't make it into the episode, and you can see all the alternative titles and all that sort of stuff. There's also a special TPS Plus T Framework audio course, and best of all, there's an exclusive day in the productivity life of Tan Fam recording where I grill Tan on exactly what he does every day, week, and month to be productive. You can sign up monthly, or if you want to go with the annual plan, you'll get two months free and a special exclusive one tweak a week t-shirt designed just for TPS Plus members. Not even Tan has one yet. We've heard from members who signed up just to get the shirt. So we'd love to see you in TPS Plus. So to learn more, go to theproductivityshow.com forward slash plus. That's theproductivityshow.com forward slash P-L-U-S. Thanks so much for your support and see you at theproductivityshow.com forward slash plus. Now, as far as convincing family goes, a winning strategy might be to pair the workation with a vacation. So maybe at the beginning or ending of a trip, you do a blended mode where you're doing workation, but then uh, while the family's on vacation mode, but then have the rest of the time pure vacation. So like you said, you kind of get the best of both worlds. Of course, you you need to plan all this in conjunction with your partner's work and vacation schedule. Uh, That's where things can get tricky. One tip I would give is it should be in a place where your family can do stuff without you. Or what's going to happen is they're going to be sitting around waiting for you to be done your work so that you can uh, take them to where you need to go or they'll be resenting your time working. You want it to be so that your working time isn't negatively impacting everybody else, just like a work setting, frankly. Uh, Otherwise, it's going to it's going to be a tough sell. Now, one recommendation I would give is to start small with this. Um, if you want to start doing your very first workation, uh, I wouldn't recommend trying to start it off by uh, working in Thailand or asking to work in Thailand for four months or something like that right off the bat. I would start somewhere close first and kind of like work up to it over time. It's always easier to get what you want later uh, when you've shown success the first time. So I would start very small show success and then you can make that bigger ask later like you said it's all about kind of like psychology 101 but have you ever been in the situation where you needed to like consult with others to make a workation work uh yeah i've been on the other side as well right so where i was vacationing but the person i was with was uh, really doing a workation where i was vacationing but they were doing a workation so uh I've seen it from the other side as well when my, for example, ex-girlfriend had to make a pitch to to make this happen. Um, and it was always, and she was in sales, so she really understood how to pitch it and, and sell it. So it wasn't too difficult for her. But um, it was easy for me because I was just vacationing, but I was always very respectful and sensitive to her schedule, right? And so it was really important for her to be able to still get her work done and make the calls and meet the meetings and so on, especially since she was working across multiple departments. So she had to be in a lot of calls and have a good internet connection and not, you know, get distracted by, by other stuff. So that's really important. If you're listening and you're on the other side of the equation of this, like just to be really sensitive to their schedule. All right. So tip number two is to prioritize infrastructure and communication. And the problem with a workation is, we kind of talked touched on this, but once it goes badly once, it 
will be very difficult for you to do it again in the future and might even mess it up for your other coworkers. You know, you, you don't want your boss thinking, oh, I tried it once with this one person and he missed half our meetings, uh, never again. Uh, so you don't want to be that person. So really, there's three things that you need to prioritize when it comes to a workation. Uh, number one is connectivity. You need to be somewhere with good internet and good power. Uh, it's going to frustrate the people back home if you can never connect to Zoom or if you're always in a, a blackout or something like that. Uh, you want to check the reviews for where you're going. So if you see a bunch of complaints about poor connectivity, uh, don't even risk it. Just stay somewhere else. Connectivity is like the, well, and power is the most important thing because that can mess up every other plan that you've made. Tan, I know this is something you've done a lot. Uh, do you have any tips for checking connectivity before you go? Yeah, if you uh, use something like Airbnb, one thing I've done before is you can ask the host to send a screenshot of the speed test. And so that's why I mentioned speedtest.net. So you can just ask them like, hey, I'm here on a business trip. That's kind of like the keyword. Like I'm on the business trip. Uh, I have to conduct a lot of business on the internet when I'm there. Could you send me a screenshot of your speed test? So I just want to make sure it's sufficient enough for me to be able to do my meetings and so on. And I found most hosts are willing to accommodate that and find that no issue at all. So if that is something that's really important to you, which I think for most of us is, uh, that's something you should definitely ask about, especially if you're doing teachings or live calls or there's a lot of things on the line. Like it's worthwhile to ask and most people will do that for you. On top of communication, make sure you have a good workspace. So you need a good workstation for your workation. Uh, and you need to make sure that you have that somewhere appropriate to work. And what that means, of course, depends on what you do. If you're a freelance writer or something like that, maybe you can work anywhere and you just need uh, somewhere to type and, uh, and noise canceling headphones. Uh, or maybe if you're on a lot of Zoom or Teams calls, you probably need somewhere quiet uh, without a lot going on behind you. You don't want to be working somewhere where there's traffic noise. You don't want kids jumping on the bed behind you when you're trying to do a Teams call or something like that. So you want to really think ahead to where you're going to be working. Uh, get like pictures of, of where you're going to be staying or where you're going to be working. If that's not going to work, maybe you can find like a temporary pass for a co-working space nearby or, or a library or something like that. The more you plan ahead and not assume that everything will be fine, uh, the better off you'll be. I think we've all tried to stay somewhere and we thought it would be okay, but it didn't just work out. Uh, the other thing you want to do is prioritize communication. So you need to be really crystal clear with the people you work with what your working hours are going to be. This is a killer when it comes to workations. And this is especially true if you're going to be going to another time zone. If you're just in the same province or something, then it's not such a big deal. But if you're going to different time zones, it becomes really, really important. Uh, if someone needs to ask you something, they can't be sitting around waiting for you to hopefully appear on Slack or Teams. Uh, if you're supposed to be working, you need to be responsive. Uh, uh, assuming you're not doing deep work, of course, but that's another communication issue there as well. Um, also, if you need, are traveling with a family, you need to communicate to them when you're working, when they can and can't interrupt you. It's basically just like working from home, a lot of this stuff, but it kind of go, goes to 100 when you're doing a workation. Uh, there shouldn't be a situation where you're working and they're begging you to take them to the pool or something like that. Uh, the more you can communicate with the people who you work with and the people who you're traveling with, uh, the better your workation situation is going to be. 
you know, the bottom line is that your workation situation just can't be a hassle for others in your company. Uh, if you are being a drag on their productivity or making things annoying for them, uh, it's just going to cause you problems. So you really want to think about not just your needs, but the people you work with. Uh, and that's going to be really helpful. How about you, Tan? Because I know you've done more than me workations in other time zones, other countries and stuff like that. Uh, do you have any tips for preparing for this? For me, the major takeaway from this section is really just being prepared. And uh, when we're talking about this little framework that we have, we have communication, we have workspace and connectivity. Like these are the three things you really want to pay attention to the most. So that's kind of like the 80-20 of being prepared, right? And like another way of saying this is you just don't want to leave it up to chance of you being able to get stuff done while you're somewhere else. Like if you leave it up to chance, chances are you're just not going to get stuff done. And so uh, stuff happens all the time. Internet goes out. Internet is too slow. You're in a situation where the lighting is bad and now you have to do a bunch of meetings or record a video or something. Like These are all things you have to think about, right? And the other thing to think about strategically is the location. So in my example, I mentioned, you know, when I go to Europe, it's usually in the summers. And living in Austin, there's like a six, seven hour difference. And so I know like our 11 a.m. huddles are now at 5 p.m right in, in the UK time or uh, 6 p.m. in the Netherlands where I grew up, where I'm very often. And so now I know, okay, if I go to Europe, like if I'm going to have dinner with people, I know like sh I shouldn't plan for six o'clock because that's when I have my huddle. So maybe we'll have dinner at seven or eight or even earlier, right? And so uh, these are all things you want to start thinking about and also communicate to the, the rest of your team members and people at, at work uh, and I always take the approach of over-communicating. There's no such thing as under-communicating. Always over-communicate if you can when you're in this situation because people will appreciate that a lot more. Yeah, last year I did a workation. As I mentioned, I had to record a podcast and I knew from reviews that our hotel had horrible Wi-Fi and when we got there, it was even worse <laughs> than I thought. And it's always funny when you read these reviews and there's like tons of people complaining about connectivity and you've always got people complaining they tried to work and they couldn't. Whereas if they had just spent 10 minutes looking at reviews, they would have known that was the case, but obviously they didn't. Uh, so I was ready for this. I could tether if I needed to, uh, but I also found a local co-working space to record that podcast in a quiet place. Now, if I had assumed that I could just work from the hotel, I would have been toast. Uh, so preparation, like you said, is, is totally key. The other key is tip number three, which is to structure your time. Don't forget the vacation part of your workation. Uh, since workations are this weird hybrid of work and vacation, structuring your time becomes so important because it could very easily go one of two ways. Number one, maybe you're somewhere cool and nice and you get tempted by all the all the awesome things to do or see that you have trouble focusing on work. That's one danger. But the flip side of that is true as well. You could be so heads down on work that you just stay in your room the whole time and you don't take advantage of being somewhere new. Like what's the point of going on a workation if you're just going to be in your Airbnb all day long? So neither is ideal. You want to have some sort of balance. And this is especially true when you're in a different time zone from your coworkers, like we talked about, because planning your time needs to encompass so many things, right? It needs to encompass focus time, your kind of other work time, maybe meetings. You need to be in places where you're going to be responsive to coworkers, but you also need to enjoy at least a little bit of where you are. And you also need to be able to get decent sleep because that can be a big problem when doing a workation as well in a, in a different time zone. 
If you're not able to do those things, this trip might not be the best can candidate for a workation. It might be better to save that location for a vacation and uh, maybe have a workation at a different place. Now, if you can get away with it, it might be great to negotiate uh, like a temporary reduction in responsibilities or maybe some meetings you don't attend, but that's often not possible. If you can do it, great, but uh, often that's not the case. Uh, now, Tan, do you have any advice for structuring your time during a workation? Like what's worked well for you, especially if people maybe aren't in 100% control of their time, like they have meetings or whatever they have to go to. Um, do you have any advice for, for structuring time? Well, if you're in a situation where you don't have full control about your schedule and how you can manage your time, like you have fixed meetings and so on, I would just plan around that, right? So for example, if you have most of your meetings in the afternoon, for example, then you know, like, okay, I'm going to be at my work desk uh, at, you know, let's say 2 p.m. and just be on meetings till 6 or whatever. And, uh, and then you can kind of structure your day around that, right? Again, the big takeaway here is just be prepared. So if you know that your schedule is going to look like that and that's just what it is and you can't do anything about it, great. Let's just work with that. We have workability now. That's perfect. That's all we need, right? Now, if you are someone who has full control and you want to figure out like what's the best way to do this, follow the basic stuff that we've always talked about here on the podcast, right? So if you're a morning person, like get most of your stuff done in the morning and enjoy the rest of the day. If you're a night person, like maybe do a lot of stuff in the daytime and then uh, get stuff done at night if you wish. Uh, you know yourself best. So be realistic with what's doable for you. Uh, now, if you have to communicate with team members, right, those are things you want to kind of like build a schedule around as well. So, for example, if I'm in Europe uh, when I'm six or seven hours ahead, I will make sure that I will still unbeat a huddle because uh, that's always at 11 a.m. Central. So if I'm in the Netherlands, that's like seven hours ahead, I want to say. So it's usually six o'clock in the evening. Uh, so I will even be at a bar doing the huddle if, if needed to be. Right. And that has happened many times where pull up zoom on my phone and accidentally have my camera on and people can see that I'm sipping a beer. I'm like, Oh, oops. <laughs> Shouldn't have seen this, but you know, it's 2021 now. I think we can uh, do that sort of stuff or have babies crying in the background. That kind of thing. It's much more acceptable today than what it used to be. So uh, these are just things you want to take into consideration. Um, again, the major takeaway is just plan on it. Uh, if you can put it on your calendar, even better. Good to know I don't need to keep my beer out of the camera range anymore. Um, great. So some resources. So in the, the live stream, so we record these episodes live with our Dojo members and our TPS Plus members. So the TPS, you can go to the productivityshow.com forward slash plus to learn more about that. Uh, but Bobby in the live stream says that Michael Hyatt's Win at Work and Succeed at Life is a great read where it talks about how the two aspects of life that we've been talking about aren't mutually exclusive. I actually have not read that book, uh, but Bobby says it's a great read. And also in the Dojo, which I mentioned earlier, the productivityshow.com forward slash dojo. We actually have a mini course about this called the three levels of productive downtime. So if you want to learn some more resources and tips about taking a, uh, a work vacation hybrid, uh, you can check that out as well. Uh, but Tan, uh, we, we like to end these episodes with something actionable, something people can do right now. Uh, I will be checking out that Google Flights tip that you gave earlier. Uh, but for people listening, what should their next steps be? Yeah, if you made it this far, as always, we want to make things simple and actionable for you. So what I suggest you do next is to pick a destination that's nearby, right? So ideally within, let's just say two hours, and then find accommodation that fits your needs 
to do a possible workation in the future. So we're not booking anything, right? We're just doing the research right now. So pick a destination that's nearby, ideally within two hours, and find a combination that fits your needs. So must have a desk, must have like an inspiring view, must have like places where you could have like meetings and so on, like whatever it might be for you, find that destination and accommodation and then go from there. So if you enjoyed today's episode, you can find everything that we talked about in the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com slash 367. And next week, we're going to be talking about how to have energy at the end of the day. So if you're feeling fatigued very often and you feel like, I wish I had more energy towards the end of the day so I can do other stuff, this episode is going to be really important for you. So pay careful attention and show up then if you're on the live stream. And uh, I want to thank everyone for being here live, but also thank you for listening and we'll see you next Productive Monday.